0: hello my stupid family and welcome back to i'm with stupid i am your host stupid um thanks so much for listening it's been a really long time well it's been like two months maybe um i would say sorry for not uploading but i don't really know who i'm saying sorry to So if you were really, if you were an avid listener and you're really mad and sad about me not posting, then I'm really sorry. Um, What can I say? I've been super busy. I got a job um, because, I mean, this is not paying me. Uh, Yeah, no one's paying me for this. But um, 2023, guys, maybe I'll blow up. Um, But yeah, I think my kind of my main goal uh, with this podcast and just with 2023 actually is to be um, really natural, to be 100% myself, no filters, no no fakeness, you know, I want to be demasked and I want to be my true and authentic self for you guys. something i've been thinking about lately um lately <laughs> is that um i don't know if any of y'all experienced this do let me know dm me on the insta at i'm with stupid pod um i can now only fall asleep if i turn over like turn my body over like three four times um not over exaggerating that is a genuine thing it's not like an ocd thing it's like i've just trained my body that way because i've like been uncomfortable in bed and then i'll like turn over like so I'll, i don't know i'll be lying in fetal position facing the left and then i'll wait a couple minutes until i'm like yeah let's let's rejig turn to the right wait a couple minutes turn to the left so i started off doing that just because i was uncomfortable in bed and i just wanted to switch things up but now I physically cannot fall asleep, like I have trained my body to not be able to fall asleep until I've done that like three or four times um I don't know if you guys experience that um but if you do, then you are seen and you are heard, and um, I love you just the way you are, also you might or may you may or may not notice, hopefully you do notice that I'm sounding. Ever so crisp and clean. The quality is giving. Do you want to know why? Because for Christmas, <laughs> I got a, not sponsored, Rode Podcaster Microphone. R-O-D-E. Get on that. I mean, it's it's quite expensive. Thanks, mum and dad. But um, <laughs> it is really good quality. It's the one that I used to use. I've used it on a few episodes. I don't know if you can really tell the difference in sound quality but yeah got it for christmas and yeah it's so cool i love it i love it (laughs) um but something that i've really gotten into recently is what i was never like big on reading like i'm pretty sure i read like the last book i read for a long time was mr gum and that was when i was like eight years old so I re- I stopped reading for ages because I was like, oh, it's so boring. Why would I want to do that when I can just watch TV and rot my brain? But I got a bunch of plays because it was my birthday. And no one fucking remembered. No one remembered. Not one of you listeners sent me merch, fan art, fan fictions, nothing. So... It's a shit birthday this year. Thanks to my shitty followers. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I got a bunch of plays for my birthday. Like Prima Fassi, uh, Endgame, Jerusalem. uh, What's that other one? Oh, Blasted. Just like a bunch of cool plays that i had been wanting to read for a long time. And I got them for my birthday because <laughs> dreams really do come true. Yeah, follow your dreams. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got a bunch of plays. I haven't actually read any, any of them yet, but because, like... Oh. Oh, my fucking God. Sorry. um, Something fell. Because, uh, well, I, well, I had a very long Christmas holiday which was really nice. And I also worked, like I said, I got a job. Um, But coming back to uni after such a long break, it was like two months, something ridiculous like that, getting back into the rhythm of things was difficult to say the least. Um, I'm feeling better now, but it was weird coming back after just chilling at home and kind of not having much to do, I guess, to suddenly like, I don't know, different, different routines. Um, So I was kind of just like, I went into like self-care mode and I was like, oh my God, I need to improve my life right now, like last week. So I started reading and I'm now, I finished a book, which took me so fucking long to finish. It was like, I started it in Maybe September, literally. Um and I li- and I finished that. <laughs> and it was called Expectations. Who the fuck was it by? Uh, let me see if it's on my bookshelf. Okay, it's by Anna Hope. That's her name. Anna Hope. Um and it was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favourite thing in the world, but it was good. It was very sort of like aesthetically pleasing and it's about female friendship so that's cool. Um, yeah, so I finished that finally, and then I'm now reading Howl's Moving Castle because I rewatched that movie and it was a really good movie. So I was like, I'm gonna buy the book. I didn't realize they had a book of it, but <laughs> I read the book. Well, no, I'm, I'm reading the book. Um, so yeah, I've been really into my reading of late, I've been tapping into that. Um, I kind of like forgot that reading was actually really relaxing I kind of always saw it as like a chore but now I'm like oh it's so good so keep up with your reading guys also I realized how fucking dumb I was I was like oh my god I don't know any words like I did like a like a word like a vocab not a vocab test it was like a let me just get it on my phone. It was like, okay, the app is called Word of the Day. Just Word of the Day. That's the app. And you can basically do a quiz which sees your vocab score, um, which is crazy. And for the... Um, like, average average English speaker, as English is your first language, your vocab score should be 16,000 minus 10,000. I know it could be worse, but also I was like, damn, I'm below average. Like, I am dumb, dumb. And it is weird because even after, like, a week or two of reading more, I do actually feel smarter. It's probably just placebo, but I am just kind of like, wow. All you got to do is read. And also, if I want to do any kind of writing of any sort, script writing, whatever capacity that is, I need to know my words. And right now I have a very limited vocabulary. So hopefully that expands. Um, Anyway, enough of this foolish chatter. Let's get on to the main event. So the main body of today's episode is going to be me, all about me, um, but specifically my favourite films of all time. Um, the gatekeeping is no longer. You guys have been wanting this reveal. I know I did an episode on films already with my good friend Nina, but a few things have changed, a few opinions have changed, and also I've watched some some new films um, so on the app Letterboxd, not sponsored, but at this point I probably should be. Um, so get on that, Letterboxd. I have, how many? 39 current favourite films of all time. Um, my username on Letterboxd, if you want to mm. add me, how do I say my username? Oh, it's vmorris123. I know you're probably thinking, who's V. Morris? I'm stupid, Um, but someone hacked into my account, so and changed my name and stole uh, my birth certificate. So I'm going to tell you guys my favourite movies and just talk a bit about that. Um, Because, yeah, as I was saying, I've been gatekeeping a few for a little while now, but I'm like, why would I ever want to gatekeep? Why should I do that? I should spread the word of God. So I'm going to share my favourite movies. So, in no particular order, we have starting off strong with bed knobs and Broomsticks. Now, my friend from uni the other day was, like, laughing at me for having that as my fav- one of my favourite films. And I think... Oh, sorry, just rejigging. I think... That's rude and embarrassing and also shows that he's really fragile in his masculinity. So if you're hearing this. um, Yeah, like what I just said. Um, It's so good. It's so weird. It's so fun. Also, it's very nostalgic for me. I think a lot of these movies are like clearly me trying to hang on to like some memory of childhood or my grandparents and stuff like that. So this film really reminds me of my grandma. So thanks Jake for taking the piss out of my dead grandma. Oh my god. <sighs> um also the songs are great. The songs, the animation, it's like some sort of LSD trip. It's so lit when they're on the bed and they're flying around. Basically I don't need to do a synopsis of each movie. You should go watch it It's on Disney Plus Um, Or just buy the goddamn film And stop being a pussy about it And watch it Because it's really good Um I've watched it a lot I Some of the lines are really funny Um (laughs) Like not supposed to be funny But they are funny Um Angela Lansbury Just so great So Great Um Yeah, really great story. Anyway, I could talk about it all day. So that is on the list. Next up, we have Some Like It Hot. I know it's probably old and problematic, but it's one of my favorites. It's an absolute classic. It's really funny. And it's still funny now, um, which is good because it survived the test of time because it came out in 1959, which is mental, seems very ahead of its time um my I think my cousin introduced it to me shout out to you rugger because she was obsessed with it um it's just super funny and just like a good a good damn film I don't know what else to say about it um all of these films are the kind of things that I could literally watch hundreds and hundreds of times back to back and not get sick of um so that's cool Next up, we have Spinal Tap, or the full name. This is Spinal Tap. This film are, (laughs) this film are, yeah, Spinal Tap is non-binary. This film is really, really good. Um, My mum introduced this to me because this is her favourite film of all time. It's a comedy mockumentary about a rock band a kind of failing rock band it was made in 1984 which is so mad to me because it's so ahead of its time the comedy is so dry and subtle and just brilliant if you haven't seen it go watch it it's great um and it's so heavily inspired comedy today like looking at like any mockumentary you see today it's probably inspired by spinal tap Um, The same people, I can't remember their names, someone Tufnell, Simon Tufnell, Michael, mm, I don't know. Um, I've also made other films. I've I've watched Best In Show, but I didn't really like it. It just didn't. The standards after watching Tap was so high that I was like, nothing's going to be this. So go watch it. It's very silly, very goofy and just really funny and clever. Okay, next up, I know this is a bit of like a basic white girl holding on to her childhood. Creepy core cool film, but Coraline. I love that damn film. And I know so does everyone else. It's not that goddamn special. But there's a reason why everyone likes it. Because it's good. Um, It's super weird. The animation is obviously incredible. And it's become one of my comfort films <laughs> <I saw laughs> it reminds me of a meme I saw the other day which was like all all girls will, will say this is their comfort film and it's like some horrible like graphic and like gory face covered in blood I can't remember what the film is but that's me guys what can I say I'm gothic I'm spooky and I'm not like the other girlies honestly I wasn't going to share Coraline because you probably never heard of it and it's underground, so. But yeah, I'm. I'm no longer gatekeeping. Twenty twenty three, no more gatekeeping. Gatekeeping's out. Just kidding. I love gatekeeping. Eh, yeah, I don't mind it. Um. Yeah, story. It's. I. I kind of can't believe that it's PG. It should be like twelve. Because if I watch that, like I watched it when I was quite old like older like 12 or something because if i watched that before yeah that would have messed me up so get on that henry selick change that shit up okay next one um similar i guess stop motion wise is actually a new film from 2022 and it is i know i'm going to butcher the name guel guermo guelmo del toro guel- guelmo Fuck Guillermo Gu- Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. This broke me. This genuinely broke me, like, in an amazing way. I was I was feeling like, oh, I want to watch a movie. Let's see what's popping. Um. So I was just scrolling through Netflix and I was like, oh, Pinocchio, that looks cool. Like stop motion, love that. Expecting a silly little kid's film and I was in pieces. In pieces. That shit went hard. It was so beautiful. It took 15 years to make, so a lot of pressure. Like, imagine if it was bad and you spent 15 years just making a mid-film. Yeah. Amazing cast, the voice acting, the songs, oh my god, the songs, I love the songs, the story, the message. I could watch that film again and again and again and cry the same amount every single time. Just go watch it, it's on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, uh, borrow someone else's or find a way to watch it that is legal and safe and moral. Because it's very good. Next up we have... West Side Story. The 1961 film. I did love the was it 2021? Yeah, the 2021 film as well. But the original, it's gotta be the original. Um it's a childhood classic for me. Again, very nostalgic. I love holding on to a bit of sweet nostalgia. I'm a very I've realized that I'm a very sentimental person. Like I bought a DS recently pretty much to just feel like a kid again um <laughs> don't know what that says about me but um yeah just like the the energy and it feels like a musical it's like it's really weird it's like feels like a movie it's like <laughs> I've, I've literally butchered the quote what's the harry Styles quote i don't fucking know um no but it it feels like a musical in the sense that the mu- the uh the energy is really high the choreography is really slick and there's not a lot of character development which i liked how the 2021 West Side Story got a bit more character development which was cool but it's it's a classic you've got a hot cast some problematic stuff of course it's 1961 but it's amazing and the music is amazing so five stars baby okay next one again nostalgic but also i don't give a fuck this is just a good ass film even if i watch this for the first time like now i would be like yo this is good shrek 2 shrek freaking 2 it came out in 2004 when your girl was born um it's so weird and funny and just lit the story's great the characters are great the jokes are great everything about it is great and it's just like it's just a good ass film i don't know what to say about it i can't really get intellectual about shrek not gonna lie just watch it if you haven't seen it what's wrong with you okay next up book smart came out in 2019 directed by olivia wilde who's I don't even know why people don't like her. But whatever, I'm not going to get into that today. Um, really funny. Really kind of the first film I've seen of that genre. I wouldn't say it's particularly fixed to a genre, but it was nice to see female friendship. It was nice to have a queer story. It was nice to just have something that was actually a bit relatable. Like high school films... Ugh. Netflix, girl, I love you. Give me a job or something. I would love that. But you got to change your writers because these high school movies and TV shows are not realistic. Maybe it's because I didn't go to high school in America, but Booksmart was relatable enough and that was American. So yeah. um, Yeah. Really funny. Great cast. Great acting. Great. Storyline, it was just a good ass film. Next up, we have the Florida project Whoop whoop came out in two thousand and seventeen. I saw this in the cinema with my friend, and I had no idea what I was gonna see. She invited me, and I was like, yes, awesome. Um, I didn't know what it was about i I might have watched the trailer, but that was it um and it is a really beautiful. And really real. I know that's a bit of a lame word to use, but it just, it felt very, very real. And um, I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, it's based on like true stories and stuff. It's obviously beautifully filmed, amazing acting. The kids in that, the acting from the kids. What's that girl's name? Brooklyn Prince. Girl, you ate. You ate. As well as Bria Vanate. Vanate. And obviously Willem Dafoe. It's a good-ass film, directed by Sean Baker. Um, Very sad, very sort of slow-moving and arty, but sometimes I really can't deal with that, but this was an exception because it's an exceptionally good film. So go watch it. Sad, happy, funny, moving, depressing, everything. Right. Um... Next, I have the Moulin Rouge, the movie, 2001, directed by Baz Luhrmann. I watched this first when I was, like, 11 or 12 years old. And I remember watching it and just being like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Surely they're not allowed to do that. Whoa, now. I was like, scandalous. Um, It's so camp. And it's so cheesy and ridiculous, but I love it. And it will always be one of my favourites. I've seen it billions of times. I know the songs, back to front, whatever. It's just a very good, cheesy jukebox musical. It's also very sad. It has a lot of substance. And it's fun. Go watch it. Um, next, keeping with the Baz Luhrmann theme... We have the 1996 Romeo and Juliet. This film made me actually want, made me actually buy the book of Romeo and Juliet because I love the script so much. <laughs> the script that Shakespeare wrote is the really good. Um, the movie script, and obviously it's Shakespeare's words. So I bought the book. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but there are just some speeches in there which are so good. Queen Mab's speech. Just Maccusio in that film is amazing. Um, obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio, yada yada yada. The film itself is really clever. The way that they've set it, the time that they've set it, the 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 directing, obviously, it's just a really good film and the acting. Love it. Okay, um, this is another nostalgic one. Uh, chicken Run. <laughs> Directed by Nick Park and Peter Lord. Came out in the year 2000, so before I was born. It's, uh, I don't know why I love it so much. It's just, like, it's just jokes. Like, that shit, that shit is so jokes. It's funny. It's, like, it's just good. I I don't want to get deep about Chicken Run. There's not a deep, meaningful answer in that. I just think it's a good-ass film yeah next i have scott pilgrim versus the world obviously edgar wright came out in 2010 this is one of the few films that actually makes me laugh out loud it's very camp it's very fun it's very fast moving i've also bought and read all the comics because i'm an incel apparently um it's just so good it's so funny Michael Sarah is so funny. The whole cast is great. Freaking Aubrey Plaza, my bay, they're all in there. Um, yeah, very funny. Good story. Love it. Okay, next we have American Animals. This came out in two thousand eighteen, directed by Bart Layton, and this is the same guy who directed I Tonya, which is also a great film. Um And this is about these guys who disguised themselves, did they no they they stole a really uh expensive and like worthless b- worthless worthless. What's the word when it's like so like it's worth so much? it's not worthless, it's priceless. <laughs> again priceless book of like animals or something in a library they steal it and it's just about each of their lives um they interview the real people along the way and it was just a really good film really liked it haven't seen it in a while but it's good okay next we have galaxy quest this was made uh released even in 1999, directed by Dean Parasot, and it is a comedy of galactic proportions. So it's basically about these actors who were on a 1980s uh, sci-fi show, and now they're, like, going to loads of conventions, and then everything turns upside down when real aliens come and reach out to them and actually think that they're, like, real superheroes and it's it's really moving actually it's kind of like showing how actors are actually just people and i feel like that's kind of the message and that people like can treat actors like these amazing strong and brave superheroes when actually they're just human beings who don't know what the fuck they're doing just like all of us and it's very funny as well very funny very heartwarming heartwarming what is wrong with me heartwarming oh my god yeah love it Next we have, again, nostalgic factor, we have Lilo and Stitch. This film makes me bawl my eyes out every time. It came out in 2002, so before I was born, but nevertheless, I watched it a lot. Um, Disney just never fails to, like, make me cry, make me smile, make me feel good about myself i just i do love disney i'm a disney i'm a disney adult i'ma get married in disneyland and i'ma go eat waffles and cotton candy and propose by goofy's lodge (laughs) um yeah next one this is very underground like i'd be very surprised if any of my any of my listeners other than my family have watched this this is the cunning little vixen (laughs) the movie version so it's actually an opera it's janicek's opera um it's which is originally based on a novel on a novel (laughs) what the fuck on a novel uh it was released in 2003 i always used to watch this in my childhood especially at my grandparents house because my grandparents were the kind of people who would never let us watch something like shite like if we ever wanted to watch like oh despicable me they'd be like what the fuck no you're gonna sit down and watch a goddamn opera cartoon but look what happened it's now one of my favorite movies so thanks guys um yeah it's it's weird this is definitely for the nostalgia i I mean i don't really think it's like i don't know if you guys would like it <laughs> particularly Give it a go. The whole thing's on YouTube, so check it out. The songs are good. It's a weird story. Um, But yeah. Next one, again, kind of to do with grandparent nostalgia as well, um, is The Triplets of Belleville. This came out in 2003, directed by Sylvain Chomet. Sylvain Jomé. This one was, like, one of the few cartoon films at my grandparents' house we should not have watched this at the age we watched this. This. I'm just I, I my grammar's my vocab. Blah, 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 blah. Um it's a very 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 weird film. Like very weird, and I'm not just saying that. Like it is really weird, but go on, give it a go. Um yeah, me and my sister would just always watch it because it was like the only cartoon at my grandparents, so we were like, "Oh my god, cartoon, kids' film, whatever." Watch that, and we've never looked back. And now it's one of my favorite films. It's very weird, very just strange. Give it a go. Next we have Blades of Glory. This is a 2007 film with Will Ferrell and um, what's his name, John Hader. Will Arnett, Amy polar polar Pol- Pola Pula Pola, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's very. I saw a letterbox. I saw a letterbox review, which really sums it up. Which said, "This is so gay, but so homophobic." The whole t- at the same time, which makes sense. I realize that it's outdated, right? But it's a nostalgic thing. It's funny as hell used to watch it with my cousins my older cousin showed it to me when i was far too young and i didn't like it at the time because i thought it was really rude and weird but then i watched it again and i was like whoa this is funny and it is just very funny um next (laughs) very much for the nostalgia and for the plot barbie as the princess and the pauper 2004 me and olivia fru have already done an episode on this we cast the real life real action real life action movie whatever of this it's just it's pure nostalgia it just reminds me of when i was like my brain was not developed yet and i was like three or something um so yeah give it a watch you probably won't like it it's whatever next more nostalgia Um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat that film oh my god is so good and I was obsessed with Donny Osmond I was like in love like that mormon gave me a. (laughs) that mormon gave me (laughs) a sexual awakening guys He's a Mormon, if you you can already tell he's a Mormon. Um, nothing wrong with that at all, actually. Go Donny Osmond. Love you, support you. Um, it's just so camp, and the songs are actually so good. Genuinely, I believe that it's one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's greatest works. Yeah. Nostalgic, love it. Also love how it's set in a school. It made me feel like I was in the movie. So, Yeah um next we have from 2021 tick tick boom netflix original i believe directed by none other than lin-manuel miranda now this film was a real grower first time i watched it i was obviously like wow this is so good but then i watched it again and then another time and now it's like one of my favorite films i always listen to the soundtrack Some of my favourite songs are, um, obviously 3090, but that's, like, basic. Um, Come to Your Senses, really beautiful song. Just the directing, the storyline. Even my sister, who hates musicals, really, really loved the film. So that's a good sign, right? Um, yeah, it's great. Also, whew, I mean, Andrew Garfield, when he can act and look that good. Hello. Um... Okay, the next one is <laughs> kind of stupid, but also not because it genuinely is one of my favourite films. Fred the Movie. This came out in 2010, directed by Clay Wiener. So Clay Wiener, you know, you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. Um, It's so cheaply made. It's so dumb, but I genuinely love it and it makes me laugh out loud. Um... Not much else to say about that. Give it a watch. Pixie Lot serves. She eats. Yeah. Next one. Nostalgia. (laughs) Street dance. The movie. They also had it in 3D, which is kind of intense. I don't think I could have hacked that. But it's kind of like a step up type thing, but British. It's very London. It's very cheesy. The dancing's great. And it's just a good ass film. Love it. I'm probably going really quickly, but I also don't want to bore you guys. Um, Right. Next, we have Up. Oh, my God, this film. Came out in 2009. What the hell? That was ages ago, man. Um, Up. Most, like, beautiful and sad Pixar film. I mean, there are lots of those, but it's just so good. And it's so sad, and it's a classic, and I love it. I just don't think they make shit like that anymore, guys. <sighs> Next one. Ooh, this came out in 2004. I didn't know that. How's Moving Castle. You guys know how much I love this movie. I spoke on this episode briefly about the book. It's so good. Oh, my God. Obviously, spoiler warning, but my favourite, favourite bit is when... It's like very near the end where Sophie's looking back at how on howl as a child and she says, Find me in the future. And then it all makes sense because it makes sense to why you he found her in the marketplace. Oh, I just love it. The animation, the everything about it. So good. Okay, next, Napoleon Dynamite. I watched this, my sister showed me this a couple years ago, maybe actually like 2021 it came out in 2004 but it's just so it's so cute. I really like it. It's very silly and the kind of plotless but this the music is actually really good. It's kind of like electro um vibes. It's just it's a very very good film. It's very funny. Um love it. Uh next we have another musical film which is Jesus Christ Superstar, the 1973 one directed by norman jewison and this film is like very much nostalgic of course but also the songs are so good this is probably angelo webber's greatest work in my opinion um we watch this me and my family every single easter sunday or easter saturday um or on good friday actually and it's just so good It's so camp but it's so so 70s it's great the costumes uh the songs the acting everything about it's just really good also it was filmed in like the middle of but nowhere in like the desert and it's just very cool um yeah next we have the muppets movie specifically the 2011 one directed by james bobbin and this film is so good i think i saw it in cinemas or maybe maybe my parents got it on dvd but yeah nostalgic sure but it's just a good ass film um it's funny the songs oh my god the songs are so good See yeah really recommend that one right next frozen (laughs) i'm genuinely a disney adult uh 2013 when this film came out I'm not even joking, it changed my life. It took over my life. I thought I was Anna, Anna, fuck knows how you pronounce it. I thought I was her. I wanted to be her. Probably had a bit of a crush on her, let's be real. Um and I was just like obsessed with it. Obsessed. Um and I still am. It's a great film, great songs, love it oh my god more disney this is getting embarrassing the next one inside out came out in 2015 that also rocked my world genuinely i was like oh my god surely you're not allowed to do that but they went and did it they made a great film a relatable film for all ages and it's just good um i love i was like yeah guys i'm i'm no longer gatekeeping my favorite films all of these films, pretty much all of them, are like really popular films. Don't give a monkeys. Don't give a crap. Next one, another Disney one, came out in twenty twenty is Soul. Whew. This film, this film did really break me. It's it's very life affirming. It's kind of about depression and like fighting that and finding reason to reasons to live, which is deep. But it was oh, so so beautifully done. Disney always does that in such a freaking candy-coated, gorgeous way. Um, just watch it. It's it's really good and funny and good and funny. Uh, next, we have 1990 Edward Scissorhands, uh, obviously directed by Tim Burton. <sighs> Again, this wrecks me every single time. Johnny Depp is so amazing and hot and just really... oh, It's heartbreaking. It really is. Obviously, Winona Ryder in him. It's just beautiful, beautiful film, great story, great costume and colour palette. Oh, my God. I could rave about it for days. Love it. Go watch it. This one is the 2022 documentary, The Tinder Swindler. It's on Netflix, directed by Felicity Morris. And this makes me crease myself. Obviously, a lot of it's very scary and I don't mean I'm laughing at the women, but it's just I'm laughing at fucking Simon Levie- Leviev and the shit that he comes up with. And like, he'll switch up from one second being like, oh, I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. And then being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, It's very funny. It's very entertaining. It's a really good documentary. Very terrifying. But um really good worth a watch right next we have paddington 2 this came out 2017 um obviously i love the first one as well but this one just really tickled my pickle i think because hugh grant stole the goddamn show i loved how he was able to kind of take the piss out of himself in it and try a totally new character it's the best thing i've ever seen him in like hands down Um, it's a really cute story. It's really funny, like genuinely jokes. And yeah, love it. Okay, next we have, I think I've spoken about this one with Nina before. We have Ferris, So I won't bore you too much, but we have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Obviously 1986, directed by John Hughes. It's very funny to me and cute and like fun teenage life very pro-capitalism which is not as fun but you know we move it was a different time uh yeah really love it go watch it if you haven't it's great fun next we have toy story 2 so this is the one with owl is his name Ow? Al? owl's ch- chicken owl Al. owl's chicken barn owl's <laughs> toy barn Al's toy barn. That's it. And he's like the chicken. This is obviously extremely nostalgic. It did come out in 1999, but that didn't stop me from watching it in 2004 when I was born. I watched it as I came out of the womb. Just kidding. That's not even funny. I don't even know why. I don't know why. I would lie. Um, sorry. But yeah, it's a really, really good film. It's cute. The story's great. I feel like I'm just saying the same shit about all of them, but yeah, very nostalgic. The animation, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Even though, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, it's so bad. But at the time, it was bussing, okay? Um. Thank you for being so patient. We have reached the last film oh, for now. I mean, I might hopefully watch some more films that get on my favorites list. Um. And this is everything, everywhere, all at once. Came out in 2022. I actually only watched it last week and it's already on the favorites list because the fact that someone can actually make that, think of that idea. When I watched it, I was just blown away, blown away that they could get such a simple and sweet message with such incredible ideas and energy and just oh my god everything about it is perfect honestly go watch it it's on amazon prime prime video um or we'll get the dvd or whatever it's yeah it's really amazing i was totally broken bawling my eyes out yeah it's really good guys um it deserves all the hype it's getting and more honestly like one of the best films i've ever seen maybe even the best one i've ever seen um, if you want to go over that list and <laughs> do some revision, uh, like I said, my profile on Letterboxd is vmorris Morris123, and it is a public list, I believe. So you can go have a look, check it out, put some on your watch list, give it a go. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging on in there. I know it's been a bit me, 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 but I am gonna be getting guests on soon. I'm getting onto it, I'm finding times that people can actually do episodes with me. Um Yeah, it's great to be back. I really want to get into more of like a posting streak, maybe like once a week or once every two weeks or something, sitting down and just doing an episode because I have missed talking about myself to you guys. I've missed the attention. Um, I hope you're all staying safe, loving yourselves and being awesome. Please make sure to follow on instagram i'm with stupid pod send me dms dm me if you want to be on the podcast honestly uh like my shit share my shit and rate me five stars we've spoken i mean i've spoken about it on my instagram not salty about it but people rated me under five stars i'm pretty sure one star so if you want to change that and make this girl's wildest dreams come true then go ahead and rate me five stars because i'm worth it you're worth it we're all worth it um yeah thanks so much guys live your best life uh see you next time bye